Hey, and welcome to OMG Paranormal with me, your host, Shannon Easton. Today, I got a good one for you. I really tried to get an episode out last week, and I totally apologize. I have so many stories that involve other people that I really was trying to organize sometimes that we could work together um, to tell our stories. And it's fun to share it and have someone else to kind of, you know, remind you of things that you may have forgotten and that we can share in the, the same experiences that we had and, and so on. So, um, and wow you should hear the wind here today it is so blistery and like there's people's garbage can lids flying down the street um the canadian flag is just going nuts and uh yeah and i got my windows open and it's like 70 degrees in here without the heat on so it's kind of nice spring march day um anyway i had to mention that because you're going to hear these weird swirling gusts of wind um anyways i was saying that uh I really am looking forward to having people be able to join in on the conversation. It's just been very difficult to get that set up, um, especially when I'm not really all that tech savvy and I'm really learning as I go. So I appreciate you guys tuning in, um, getting to know me, and I hope that I you know, have something to offer that you'll continue to want to listen to. So getting to the story for today, this is about uh, my very first ghost tour. And I'd never been to one before. There really wasn't anything around the area of where I lived. But my friend Shelly and I, um, about 10 years ago, give or take, we decided that we were going to sign up for a ghost tour. And it was the first one I think they had offered was on Halloween. And we did sign up, but unfortunately it was booked. So we just said, well, let's book for the weekend after. So we booked in the first weekend of uh, November. So it was an evening. So we ended up instead of going to Hamilton for sushi and that, we thought, well, let's let's go over to Ancaster, do a little shopping, and we'll grab a bite to eat there. So we headed over to Ancaster, and uh, I ended up buying a pair of earrings, which I don't, I mean, I wear earrings once in a while, but I'm not a big high-maintenance, you know, kind of gal. And these were just very simple um, silver sticks with hooks that you just put in your ear, your earring holes, and I, for some reason, really liked them. So... I ended up buying them. It was kind of a frivolous buy. It was more than I typically would spend on a pair of earrings, which would seem really cheap today. <laughs> but anyway, I ended up buying them. I put them in right away when Shelly and I were heading to, to Hamilton for the tour. And I'm one of those people that when I wear those hooks, like I didn't have the little plastic backings that I could put on there to make sure it didn't fall out. So I just kept squeezing my squeezing the hooks to make sure they wouldn't slip out or I would somehow pull them out. Anyway, we get to um, the Customs House, and it's it's a pretty interesting place. It was built in uh, 1858, but it opened its doors in 1860, and it's described as like a Renaissance Italian-style building, and it was used, obviously, as a Customs House for travelers, for immigrants, and it sheltered a lot of immigrants there as well, and it became a poor house. It was a school. It was a and I don't know who would live there, but it was a residential place. So it had apartments in there. Um, it ended up being a, I think a macaroni factory and a textile factory. And a lot of child labor took place there from what I was told. And uh, a lot of kids uh, probably had it pretty rough there. So, you know, history can be pretty interesting. But moving up into more modern times, it was also used as a, a martial arts academy, which would have been kind of cool to watch people with that kind of skill to go at it in that place because the space was amazing like just totally open they would have had tons of uh, space to kick and do whatever it is they do but today it's actually um it's it's 
a Ontario Works or Ontario. It's like History on the Labor of Ontario. Let me just get this right here. So I'm just going to turn my page because I did write it down. Oh, it's, it's home to the Ontario Workers Arts and Heritage Centre. I've actually been there um, to that museum because I had a couple other friends come with me and we went through the building now as it is um, because I wanted to tell them about the experiences I'm about to tell you now. So getting back to Shelley and I, we, uh, we arrive at the customs house. We see people walking in and we're like, you know, we're a little nervous. Like we don't know what to expect. And, um, I mean, it's not like I hadn't had paranormal experiences before, but Shelly absolutely declared she's never had anything at that point. And so she really didn't have any expectation whatsoever. So we decided, excuse me, we decided to, um, go in. And once you get in there, there, it's wide open and there is a real, excuse me, there is a real air about the place that I can't really describe. Um, it's like walking back in time, but it had like splashes of modern, um, you know, upgrades to it. And, but there was a lot of the old stuff preserved. So it was really kind of a neat experience just to see the building and be in it itself like that. If we left there, I would have been happy just having that experience, but no, no, we had more, more than we bargained for. So anyway, we're walking in, people are going, um, wandering around, just looking at stuff, talking amongst each other. And the tour guide comes out and I, I said to Shelly, I said, that's got to be our tour guide. I mean, the guy's got a top hat on and he's got one of those long tail coats on. And uh, sure enough, his name was James. And actually he was really good. He, uh, he was well-spoken. He could tell a story really well. And so we, we did enjoy him throughout the tour. So he comes out and he gathers us all into, like when you walk in, there's a staircase to the right and then there's an office to the left, but it's quite open concept. And in that open concept, there's like um, another room, but it's wide open with big double doors and high, 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 high ceilings, like, you know, 20 foot ceilings. And um, just outside that room uh, that they took us into, there's like hallways to the left, hallway to the right, that kind of thing. Just kind of give you a little picture of, of what you're walking into here with me. Um, anyway, so Shelly and I go into that room and people are starting to find a seat to sit down. And there was a couple stragglers outside, um, that went out the emergency exit to have a cigarette. And while we're sitting there, Shelly mentions, you know, it must be a real bitch to, to really, uh, heat this place. And we kind of chuckled about it because we thought it was going to be cold throughout the whole tour, but little did we know we were sweating buckets throughout the whole entire building. <laughs> so, uh, that was a very strange because you just, when we went in there, it was cold. But it's after she said that, it just, the place heated up. It was insane. So anyway, we, we listened to James tell the story about the weekend before when they had the Halloween tour there. They had, um, I guess they, they conducted, someone had led a, con, uh, a seance, which I'm glad I didn't go to because I'm not really big on those things. But that's that can be another segment we can talk about. Um, but anyway, they had a great time, I guess, that tour. They had a lot of things happen. I don't recall exactly at the top of my head what happened, but... Um, we were entertained by, by what he had to share. And so then we, he ended up taking us to back to the staircase and we're standing there and there's a window that faces out towards the street where we parked when we first arrived. And he was saying how there were different reports about people spotting a cat stuck in between the panes of the window, like as if someone had put it there and then shut the window down on it. And there was this one lady who ran to get help because she couldn't open the window to let the cat out. So she went to get help. And by the time they came back, the cat was gone. 
So there's this frequent sighting of a ghost cat. We were quite amused by that. So we thought, oh, okay, that's neat. Why there's a cat in the window, we don't know. So we headed up the stairs and it was quite, um, it kind of reminded me of a, a modern day public school upstairs because they had some offices and it was lit with fluorescent lights up there. So I thought that was very strange, but it wasn't as um, old fashioned as the rest of the building. It was probably the more modern looking part of the building. So anyway, we head up there and it's well lit. Like I thought we were going to be in dim lighting because that kind of gives you the ambiance of the whole thing. So anyway, we head up there and we go through another door in this big wide hallway, which has two elevator doors. And those elevators are, um, I don't know if they're original, but they're quite old because he started to talk about um, someone who died um, from an like from an elevator shaft and for some reason he was decapitated I think he said he was looking in to see where the elevator was and it came down and it uh, decapitated him poor soul but anyway that was one of the stories but when Shelly and I were in this group of 15 we'll say 15 to 20 people I could be a little off with that but it was it wasn't a really small group and it wasn't a really big group um, so anyway while we are in this hallway by the elevators, he talked about that story. And Shelly and I always wanted to head at the back. We wanted to be at the back of the tour um, where James was because we didn't want to draw any attention to ourselves because we could get chatty and laugh and, you know, who knows how he may center us out. Um, I'm like one of those people who goes to a comedy show and I want to sit far at the back. I don't want to sit at the front. <laughs> but anyways, um, so I was actually by the door where we came in to this big hallway corridor by the elevators and my back was to a wall and there was some people over to the left of me and then I think Shelly was kind of in front of me to the left of me and behind me by the wall I could feel this tugging on my coat like big two big pulls on my coat and it would and I would turn around and I'm like what did I just like I thought I caught myself on something on the wall so I looked and I'm like okay there's nothing and then you know, James is talking away about the workmen and he was saying how um, the workmen there would have all kinds of paranormal activity. They would have things moved on them. Things would go missing and then reappear later and that kind of thing. And again, my coat is being tugged on. And I'm like, what is, and Shelly's telling me to shut up because she's like, don't draw any attention to us. right? And I'm like trying to be discreet about this, but at the same time, I'm getting freaked out because I'm like something or someone is tugging on my coat. And so this happened three times. And as the third time happened, James got to the story of how the workmen would paint and come back and there'd be tiny little handprints all over the walls, like children's handprints. They'd come back and they would paint and these little handprints would come through again. And they thought that someone was playing a trick and all this stuff. But then after the third time that my coat was tugged, he finally tells the story that he goes, don't be surprised while we are standing here that you might find your coat being tugged. And I'm like, what the hell? Like I am literally against a wall and something is pulling on my coat. And that really kind of freaked me out. It left me a little stunned actually, because I really wasn't expecting something like that to happen. And and I didn't really get to, at that moment, really explain to Shelly what was happening to me. We had to really talk a lot more after we left the place, but boy, oh boy. Anyway, so James ended up taking us down the hallway past the elevators, and there was an exit sort of fire escape door, which took us in a dark sort of area where there's a staircase. And 
we head up the staircase to the attic. And I don't recall the exact storyline of uh, what James was telling us, but what I do remember is that he was talking about a lady, I think they call her the black lady, because um, she wore all black, a black dress, and she had died on her way to the customs house, or to the custom house, and it was suspected that she was murdered, and but all her her belongings returned to the customs house and was stored upstairs. And one of those things being a mirror. And so they uncovered the mirror up there because I guess that was the mirror and uh, you're supposed to look in it and all of this stuff. But what had happened instead of anything with the mirror, something happened with the lighting up there and we couldn't quite figure it out. And that's one of those things where you can just chalk it off as faulty wiring or in a big building. We really didn't know, but I mean, again, Shelly and I are, are looking at each other. It is so freaking hot in here. <laughs> Even in the attic, it's hot. So we head back downstairs and he takes us um, to the main floor again. And there, were, there wasn't a whole lot more that happened on the main floor, but then we made our way to the basement. And we were happy to head to the basement because at this point we really needed to use the washroom. So I went first. And while I was in there, I thought someone else was in the washroom with me. And that kind of freaked me out. And then I came out and then Shelly went in there and Shelly came out and said it was like someone was in there. And then that's when the tour guide had said something. Uh, Did you have something happen in that bathroom? And then we kind of explained our little weird encounter. Now, I just remember being in there, hearing specifically one of the stall doors opening um, hearing someone walking through the stall, like walking, I mean, sorry, in the bathroom. Oh, and the, the bloody air dryer came on. <laughs> and I thought Shelly, I thought it was Shelly. And no, and then Shelly had an experience. And I can't recall what Shelly's experience was. So um, I can't speak for, for her, but I just remember we both had this chilling, um, weird encounter in the bathroom. We didn't see anything. We just heard a bunch of things going on in there. And we came out back to the tour and, and he, James was standing up from the bathroom. So the basement ceilings were a lot lower down there, but there was another door that went off to another level that went even deeper in the basement. Like, and it was a dirt floor. So he starts to pile us down into this dirt floor um, area of the building, which um, used to be an old kitchen down there. And so we're standing outside. So when you go down the little steps onto the dirt floor, to the left is a great big opening. And again, the ceilings are quite low. They're not like even average height, I don't think. And uh, we stood outside of the um, where the kitchen used to be. It doesn't even look like a kitchen. It's just dirt floor and it's just another kind of separate room. Um, and there's sort of like walls with windows and, uh, there's no pane glass or anything in there. It was just all open. And, um, for some reason I just, I was really hesitant to walk in there. I didn't want to walk in there. I, I was more content listening to the tour guide, just talk about the, um, news channel CHCH that went there and did a, sort of a Halloween special and they had filmed down there and they had uh, one of the the photographers or whatever, one of the film guys down there by himself. He w- I don't know why he was there by himself, but he kept seeing a pair of boots that was left down there moving from like 
he would see it at one end of the room and then it would end up at the other end of the room. And he was a little freaked out by this. Um, but they did a cute little segment on CHCH TV a long time ago. Anyway, so I just took a couple steps in there just to kind of look to see where the boots were and where he was talking. And um, something really strange happened to me that's never happened to me before. It felt like my hands, it didn't hurt so much as how, like it was, it was like my hands were on fire because they got extremely hot and itchy and they went red. Like you could see my hands going red and me itching my hands. Like it was uncontrollable itching. It was almost like I had a reaction to something, although I didn't touch anything. Um, I don't know why it was my hands and it happened immediately as soon as I walked into that room that I felt hesitant to walk into and my hands just broke. They didn't break out in a rash. It felt like it was a rash because it was just so itchy, almost like as if you had poison ivy or, or something like that. And that went on for a good 10 minutes after I left the room. And, uh, we just listened to James continue to talk about, um, other workmen that had perished in the building. They, he showed us the room where they had been digging, um, to do some main, to do some construction or whatever. And what happened was the, they, they had the building or part of the building collapsed down on them. They basically were buried alive. It was really tragic and very sad. Um, and a lot of them couldn't even be recovered. So their remains were still there according to them. And, uh, so that was kind of a sad thing, but by the time he was done telling that story, my, my hands were no longer itchy and they were totally fine and it never happened again. So that was really weird. So the, the last thing that, and meanwhile, throughout, I, I remember when that was happening, I remember checking my earrings again. I was squeezing them like throughout the whole tour. And I forgot to mention that because again, I had something new in my ears and I could feel them. It was a little heavier in weight. So I was very conscious of them being in my ears. So I was constantly squeezing the, the hook just to make sure everything was okay. And I still had them and I didn't lose an earring. I don't know why I was so paranoid about it, but anyway, so he takes us to the last room. And you literally, like, so it was hard to pile us all into this little room. And he was talking about how the room had been sealed off for many years. And when they finally discovered it, the, the next owners at the time, they, oh, they found the, the hidden room. And in that hidden room, a tree was, was growing out of the ground inside of that room, which was very odd. So when we went in again, Shelly and I always like to stay at the back of the tour. So we stood back while everybody sort of piled in this tiny little door that you had to climb up a cement step and sort of make your way in. And we ended up being right by the tour guide, James, because when you walk in, everybody moved to the back of the room, which was tiny. And it had like almost looked like a workbench or it looked like a maintenance sort of area. Again, we have dirt floors that we're standing on. And where James positioned himself was on a landing of a staircase. Okay. And, um, that was really weird because it was a hidden staircase in there as well. And the story that he would talk about was some criminal activity that happened to a woman and it wasn't very nice what happened to her. And it was a scary story. And I remember thinking of that young kid that was in the tour, you know, what he's thinking and and good thing his parents are there and all that stuff. But uh, as this is happening and Shelly's beside me, um, we hear, and James too, everybody in the room heard a blood curdling scream of a woman. And the whole place went silent. 
Like everybody in there didn't say a word. Even the tour guide who was all upbeat and fun, having a great time. You could see the look of horror on his face. And Shelly and I were like, is this real? Is this real? And after that blood curdling scream, I could feel as though someone was squeezing my arm and it was dark in there because you couldn't really see. And I thought this kid, because he wasn't far from me, I thought he thought maybe I was his mom or dad and he was squeezing my arm. And I just let him do what he was doing. And then when I finally turned to look at him, nobody was squeezing my arm. I seriously felt like someone was squeezing my arm with fear. And we thought, we like Shelly and I kept saying, this has got to be set up. This has got to be set up. But James's reaction was very authentic. And he didn't even mention the scream when it happened. And nobody there said a word. It was one of those really surreal, bone-chilling experiences that you couldn't explain. And it just happened so spontaneously that we all ended up just getting the hell out of there. (laughs) So by the time we, we, of course, Shelly and I went to the bathroom, I think, again, because we knew we had to drive home. So we headed back into the washroom again and just went, holy shit. And we were just sort of like, you know, reminiscing about what had just happened in that, that last room and and my hands itching and everything, right? So we're just getting all, you know, freaked out and, and uh, you know, just thinking this is kind of strange. And so we head back up to the foyer where we started and we thanked the group and they started to tell us that they were going to go to Bacchus Mill, which is on Lake Erie near where I live, um, to do a tour there. And I thought, well, that's pretty cool. I would love to check that out when they're down in the area. And uh, so I check, you know, we're talking away and I'm checking my earrings well lo and behold I'm missing an earring okay I'm missing an earring after all that effort of trying to keep those earrings one is missing so I literally took my coat off I'm shaking my coat I'm thinking well maybe it's stuck in my you know my shirt I'm I'm moving my shirt I'm doing all of those things nothing no earring no nothing I even went to the tour the the owner of this Hamilton walks tour guide at the custom house I went up to her and I said, look, if you happen to find an earring that looks like this, and I showed her my other one, and I kept, I put it back in my ear, the one that didn't go missing, and I said, can you just, you know, if you're going to be in Bacchus Mill, will you take it there? I will come get it, whatever, right? I don't know why I put such value on these earrings, because I'm really not like that, but anyway. (laughs) So that, so as we're getting ready to leave, and we're sort of looking around on the ground and stuff, and I just sort of um, was like, okay, you know what, who cares? I I got some enjoyment out of them, and and, uh, let's move on, (laughs) okay? So, but as we were about to leave, it was so funny, because the tour guide said, make sure you tell the spirits to stay and not follow you home, and Shelly and I, Shelly said it, and she's like, don't follow me home, blah, 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 and I, I, I was just getting a kick out of this boyfriend and girlfriend where the girlfriend was like not allowing her boyfriend to leave until he said it out loud so we got some entertainment of watching those two have a fit anyway they left and we all left and I looked even in the car I thought well maybe I'm crazy I I know they were in both in my earring or my ears because I had been checking them but you know you always doubt yourself and and so I was checking the car nothing and it's like okay whatever we headed home we talked about all our experiences on the way back, we were, you know, Shelly was like, I've never experienced something like that. That was, that was completely crazy. And so we get back to Simcoe where Shelly lived 
and uh, my car was at her house and I headed back to my place and as I'm heading home I I, uh, I arrive home and I go through my kitchen through the door to my kitchen I go to sit down on my couch I take out the remainder of the earring that like the remaining earring I take it out I put it on my coffee table okay I'm like oh gotta pee so I head to the bathroom my one cat saunders behind me into the bathroom and while I'm in the washroom doing my thing um, the cat that was following me is under my antique dresser and she's playing with something in the corner under the dresser like the dresser sits up high so it's not like a low dresser it's like one of those ones with the big pillar legs and a big mirror on it and stuff it was beautiful anyway so uh, she's playing with something and I'm like what do you got you little bugger so I'm done doing my thing I go to to see what she's playing with and it was my earring and I'm like oh okay you little shit you took it off the coffee table so I head back and you're not gonna believe this I'm holding two earrings okay I'm holding the earring that went missing at the customs house in my hand that somehow appeared in the corner of my bathroom where these earrings have never been before. And I only came home with one in my ear and somehow, and I thought I swore, I, I was so convinced that Jubilee, my cat at the time, I was so convinced she had taken it off the coffee table and put it in the bathroom, but no, she found it in that corner as I'm in the bathroom that quick time too. And I picked up and I was in such disbelief. I had both the earrings. I was so thankful. I thank the spirits for bringing back my earring, but I had to call Shelly up and I had to tell her what had happened. And she was like completely blown away by it and a little freaked out too. And she's like, holy crap. So I have no idea how to explain that. I have no idea. All I know is it happened. All I know that it was quite, you know, an experience to reflect on and had such a wonderful experience with my friend to be able to, you know, share with her some paranormal um, activity that she's always hearing about, and never experienced herself. So it was, so all in all, it was a good night. We had a great time. And uh, if, if anyone's in the Hamilton area, go check out that museum. Um, not only does it have some pretty cool uh, history there, uh, you might encounter something a little paranormal because you know we are never alone and uh, I think that in time people over time and as they get older and they're maybe they'll open their minds a little more and have experiences like this themselves who knows not everybody does but uh, I hope you enjoyed that story um, I haven't told it in a really long time and uh, I was just happy to share it with you so thanks for tuning in I hope you have a fantastic day I will do my best to get another episode out very soon and be more consistent. Have a good day.